0: church family and friends, here's my prayer and hope for you today. May you take the time to reflect in how you understand yourself as a disciple of Jesus Christ. May you enjoy a visit. In a few minutes, I will have a special guest join me. Officer Paul James, who works here locally in Broward County. But our hope is that your Christian perspective is enriched with a glimpse of his personal story. Before we get there, I want to share something that is true and personal in my life. In our home, we have a guest bathroom. When we moved into the parsonage July 2019, once I set up and decorated that bathroom, it has remained perfectly impeccable, ready every single time for the use done so by a guest. Let me tell you how I can guarantee you that I will keep up with that standard. The four residents at the house are not allowed ever to use the guest bathroom. It's off limits. Now, other rooms in the home will appreciate a heads up before a visit or an entrance. My girls are expected to clean, to do some serious cleaning of their rooms once a week. And I have to tell you that there have been times when I am so impressed with their capability to clean their rooms in less than five minutes. Now, their strategy is to take everything in bulks and throw it into the closet or hide it or tuck it away. And their best strategy, to close the door thinking that I'm actually off limits. It never works. I know it will never work, but I guess it is fun to keep pushing that. Many of us have areas in our lives when things are fine, squeaky clean. But there may be aspects in our lives that we wish to keep off limits. Because either we want to keep them perfectly within the parameters that we want, or because it is too messy and needs to be hidden from everyone else. Many aspects of our lives do not ke- require a constant upkeep. But there are other aspects in our lives that do require energy and a constant work into it. And that's hard because life is about a lifelong journey and a process of realigning who we hope to be, who we are created to be, and who we may actually be. Think about a financial advisor whose work is to help and advise people to keep their finance in order, but theirs is in disarray. Or think about a doctor who smokes telling the patient to quit smoking. A pastor who preaches on the need to have a relationship with Jesus Christ and practice spiritual disciplines and not do it for themselves. A saint who can point out the sin in another, yet miss the log in their own eye. What do we call that? Do we call that hypocrisy, two-face, double standard? Listen, I think sometimes we we feel that we have to compartmentalize our lives because we have to manage so much and something's got to give. And there's validity in that, but sometimes it is a reflection of an incongruity within ourselves. And it may just be that it's revealing that there is a true need for cleansing, and it's messy, and it may be painful, and it takes a lot of work, and a lot of willingness, and submission, and trust, and a surrender to have it limited, to not be off limit. We carry baggage. We may have a lot of things to sort out in life. We may need to toss things away. Really, there are certain things that should not be passed onward to our children, to our community, to anyone. There are certain things that should never be sent or given to goodwill. Not that. We may have things too big to work with, and it's intimidating, and it seems impossible to us. We may have things ingrained in us, that we think it is best to keep off limits thrown into the closet, tucked away, a door closed. But the good news and the truth is that God is willing and able to do the inner transformational work that you and I will always need. A disciple of Jesus Christ is one who declares that Jesus is the Lord of all that makes up my life. Therefore, a disciple is one who strives to show the meaning of those words and that those words or declaration matter indeed. A Christian parent is a good example of the privilege and the great responsibility to raise children and as Christian parents to raise disciples of Jesus Christ. When the God-given privilege of freedom was first misused and exploited by humans, the order was disordered it got messy the trust the identity and the role between creator and creation owner and steward was broken and then adam and eve attempted to do a quick fix by hiding by covering it up By staying out of the sight of God so that they wouldn't be seen by God or to even have God near them. But by the grace of God, what does Genesis tell us? God walked in and pursued and moved around and found Adam and Eve. And Offered a way for reorder. The order was disordered, and then God offered a way to reorder. We also know how God, in the flesh, through Jesus Christ, we may believe that the sting of death and sin is conquered. And we can trust that sin can be forgiven and overcome and love and justice will always have the last word. Jesus taught and exemplified how for those of us who choose to follow, it is possible to have a meaningful life and to be good stewards of the gifts and the responsibilities we have here on earth. The evidence of repentance and the need for God to change us, to really cleanse us starts with your willingness to surrender, to submit to the work of God, to declare that Jesus is our Lord and Savior. I want to read to you or with you Romans chapter 12 verses 1 and I'll I'll read through up to verse 8 or 9 and it reads, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed in this world or to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of yourself more highly than you ought to think, but to think with sober judgment each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. Verse 4, for as in one body we have many members, and not all the members have the same function. So we who are many are one body in Christ, and individually we are members one of another. We have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, Let love be genuine, hate what is evil, hold fast to what is good, love one another with mutual affection, outdo one another in showing honor. And I will skip to the final verse. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Possible, possible with the power of the Holy Spirit, assured to us by Jesus Christ. And now I'm going to invite Officer Paul James to share with us his personal story. Thank you Officer James for joining First Church Online Worship Experience. It is a blessing to have you with us and to share a bit about your personal story. Thank you for having me. Let me ask you the first thing, what led you to become a police officer?
1: Uh, the events of 9-11 uh, is what really uh, pulled me into the profession. Um, at the time that happened, I was a practicing uh, lawyer in downtown Fort Lauderdale. Um, I was on mm. the 16th floor of a, uh, an office building uh, at the corner of Broward and Andrews, and uh, we ended up hearing about it and watching the towers fall on the conference room TV while we were all looking out the window at the Fort Lauderdale airport, um, wondering if we were going to see planes heading our way mm. at the time. That building was one of the tallest in downtown Fort Lauderdale. So they ended up evacuating that building at about 10:30 uh, on that day. And, and, uh, I spent that entire day just wondering what, what do I do now? You know, I mean, it, it's a, Regular day and, uh, and uh, a week later, I uh, picked up some applications uh, for the police department, uh, Fort Lauderdale. And uh, I submitted them in January of 2002. Um, I, uh, I didn't know it at the time, but uh, a friend that I went to high school with in New Jersey uh, was in the towers and, and didn't make it out. Um, I found that out later but uh but that that just had a dramatic impact on me
0: do you feel that you were called by god
1: i do i do and and you know what i I, for better or worse i the first time in my life that i felt called to serve i was i was raised in the church Um, we went to church every sunday um but to to use the word calling is pretty powerful. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I hadn't really thought about being a police officer before. Um, I, I didn't have any police officers in my family. Uh, my father was a lawyer, so I sort mm-hmm. of followed his footsteps. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, even today, my mom and, uh, and a lot of uh, people that I used to work with still scratch their heads. Well, an amazing transition from lawyer to mm-hmm. police officer. We don't quite understand it. But uh, I guess that that's how God works.
0: So how would you describe your calling? What exactly are you called to do as a police officer?
1: Well, you know, in this in this world, you will have trouble. Um, And uh, for better or worse, most of the time we're responding to some sort of a crisis. Um, And the people who are calling they're already in crisis, so mm. what a better way to serve. Um, and sometimes you, there's not much you can do to help. It's already happened. Um, but at that, in those times, I find that uh, my, my beliefs and my, and my faith, uh, there, there is still a way to help um, through kindness and gentleness mm-hmm. and respect uh, and just communicating with people and uh, asking them, hey, you know, How are you? How are you feeling? Um, Sometimes um, I even ask them, you know, what is your faith like? And that stimulates a conversation. I have a couple of uh, scriptures tattooed on me. And and on occasion, on some bad calls, I've had people say to me, "Oh, I I like your tattoo. And we we sort of start to say, oh, are you a Christian? And and it, it just really turns into a conversation that is probably helpful in some way to them. Uh, even though we're in the middle of some
0: sort of crisis. How do you carry out your calling when you face and see so much evil, sin, injustice, inherited, learned? How do you hold on to your faith and do this day after day?
1: well you know it's a great question i i think i can do this day after day because of my faith Um, it's it is a slippery slope um because we're human and you know that that's important i I think everybody who's not a police officer to remember we are human we we are sinful by nature Mm -hmm. um but we can't express a lot of emotion we can't have too much conversation we have there's a job and there are rules and protocols and so you may not see it we're a bit robotic but we're human and when you do deal with tragedy and crisis and um, a lot of negative things on a daily basis it it can be overwhelming um but that's where faith comes in you know because i don't have control over that god is in control of that uh so I, i rely pretty heavily on my uh, on my faith to get through every day.
0: Our children and youth are watching how we are part of this society, right? And, and watching how we work through social norms and, and social, what it should be. You are a man of faith and you are a family man, correct? Yes. How are you raising your children to be disciples as they're also witnessing so much out there that is evil and unjust.
1: Well, I, I talk to them a lot. Uh, I've got a 13-year-old, an 11-year-old, and a six-year-old. You know what, I have pretty open and, and frank conversations with them. And after um, Stoneman Douglas uh, my kids were in the public school system, and uh, I felt it necessary to have an open and honest conversation with them uh, about what had happened, and, How God is still in control. Uh, Not an easy conversation. The six-year-old didn't have that much interaction with her on that topic. But the 13 and 11-year-old, they they understand what's going on. So um, what I tell them, and I I, I love this from uh, Martin Luther King, uh, you know, you judge someone on the content of their character. And, uh, you know, we're all humans. We're all sinners. So, yes, we judge on actions. But sometimes we mess up, and those actions are not good, not nice. Uh, A person of character is going to, when confronted, hey, that wasn't nice, you're right, I'm sorry. And take a step back, and this is where my faith comes in. I show up on scene, and a lot of times people are doing things, yelling at me, or or doing things that they may not even realize they're doing in the crisis moment. I I, I judge, I handle their actions, but then I, I... look deeper into their character and I can have a conversation with them once things have calmed down. So, so for me, um, like, uh, teaching my children the, the, the Christian character is, is, is sort of the focus.
0: What are you hopeful for?
1: The times that we're in right now, uh, intense polarization, a lot of hatred, um... You know what? I I hope that um, that my children um, that this world gets better for them mm-hmm. uh, because it it's right now it's there's a lot of a lot of hate mm-hmm. um, and uh, it's crowding out the the love that that we really need to show to one another.
0: And may God help us, right, with the alignment of who we are created to be who we hope to be and it's an ambitious and maybe a high standard but it is possible through and with the presence of jesus christ who we may actually be today when it doesn't match let us reach out to the lord let us pass onward the gifts that God can give the world. I wanna thank you, Officer James, for your time, making the time, for sharing as a police officer, as a man of faith. May this be an inspiration to our families, to our community, of how we are to keep the Lord and God as the main thing for us to pursue and be held by. Thank you.
1: It's an honor to be here, and and, uh, it's an honor to do this job.
0: Thank you. Thank you for what you do. I wanted to invite a police officer because I hope that it is an example of the need for us to press through tensions and realities in our society. And remember that there's something powerful when we look at persons and we are curious about their personal story. And when we hear their story it reminds us to see them as humans and then The blessing of learning that they are a child of God, that they are disciples, making disciples in their own homes, that they feel called to a mission, to help, to give God the glory. This is what it's about for us to to go a little further when things get tough and discover and and be open to the wonder of what God continues to do in this world. And I encourage you parents to speak with your children. Grandparents, speak with your grandchildren. Let's ask, let's listen to our stories. Let's remember that there are things inherited and learned that need the the repentance, the cleansing, the forgiveness. There are things in us that are shameful. Histories, stories that we're not proud of. But we are called to reach out, to love one another, to activate our faith, to love God, and to believe that faith at work works and it matters and it makes a difference. And this is a legacy that our children and youth deserve and need from us today. God bless you.